Welcome back to CHGO Red Stars, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. It's the official betting partner of CHGO and All City. You can use sign up code CHGO and go ahead and download the app and use that promo code when you sign up for some pretty awesome bets. We're back. We are back. I'm Sandra Herrera. I'm here today, as always. My friend, homie, and colleague, Claire Watkins, my scam originator. It's been a little while. It's been a minute. Been a minute. Yeah, shouldn't have left you without a dope beat to step to. I know, right? But we're back. And you know who else is back? Those gosh darn Red Stars. That's right. They're back. They're back at it. Um, it was a lengthy offseason, 147 days uh, since the NWSL Championship final. Uh, we hung out there and then we disappeared for a little bit yeah. into um, the, the wonderful galaxy of women's sports in general because it's never really an off season right it's it's there's always things going on there's always things to, to chat about but 147 days since actual gameplay and uh this is like a little bit of a check-in um because there's, there's there's some things that maybe folks need to get caught back up on or maybe they're already caught uh back up on but in case maybe you need a little bit of a refresher a reminder we got you we got your back uh the red stars had uh, questionable uh, offseason, lost some players. Uh, there was the introduction of uh, free agency for the first time in league history, and the Red Stars had the honor of having the most players um, eligible uh, for that free agency period. I believe they led the way at the time with seven total players. Um, were able to get back uh, Yuki Nagasato, Aaron Wright, um, Kalia Watt is still evalu- I think evaluating her her options for mm-hmm. what she wants to do next. But uh, no more uh, Danny Colaprico, Morgan Gatrav, Vanessa D. Bernardo, uh, several players who have gone on to to different teams. So kind of um, just before the holiday, really, all of this stuff kind of coming to light. And we knew relatively early on, maybe in that at that point in the offseason, because this is still 2022 at the time, uh, just ahead of the draft, uh, that the Red Stars had an area of need on the pitch um, to sort of try to target and navigate before the regular season came through. Um, and maybe they tried to do that a little bit through whether it was the draft and some other offseason acquisitions. And uh, maybe that is a little bit of the a little bit of what we're what we've led up to now, uh, because now the regular season is officially um, in full swing. And there's a little bit of that narrative even from that last year that there's even more new faces yeah. for the Red Stars this year than there were last year. Yeah, I mean. Some uncertainty, right? I think is where we left it off uh, at the end of last season, right? Um, some things that have happened since the club's officially for sale, right? We know that. Yeah, um, yeah. The first free agency period, we, you know, the lots happened. <laughs> it's like, uh, yeah. yeah, it's it's for sale. It's uh, by the way, the Chicago Red Stars are officially yeah, for sale. Um, I I don't even really think we need to get into that too much. Everybody everybody knows what's what's up with that, but um, yeah, yeah I. I think it's probably good to do this kind of catch up now, right now that we've seen the biggest big picture, because you have to go through that first wave of sort of losing some players, go through that second wave of picking up some players. Um, 
obviously the transfer window is not yet closed. Possible could still see new players arrive, but um, we got a look at some really big parts of the team who uh, looked for new opportunities in the off season um, for a variety of different reasons. I think everybody sort of had their own individual ones. And I think one of the cool things is I think all three of them, uh, Vanessa DiBernardo, Morgan Gatra, and Danny Colaprico were all kind of able to express specifically why they made those decisions. Um, with obviously there are some larger contexts involved, but, uh, and then you sort of see what happens next. Right. And I think that is where we are now. Right. Which is that <laughs> you, uh, you, you draft, you try to draft. Well, I made, mean, I thought they had a pretty strong draft. I, I, I did not, I think you and I both gave them a B plus right at the draft. Uh, um, I think I gave them a either B minus, B minus, C plus. Oh, B minus. Oh, okay, I think I might yeah. have given them a B plus. I, I kind of like I like their draft. Um, yeah, I'm with you. I'm and, high on I'm high on Hawking. Yeah, exactly. People, I think. Um, and then we're hopeful to see more from some of the other draft picks. Um, and then you know, this is where we're kind of in this this in between stage, and we're sort of figuring out exactly what the expectations are for the Red Stars this season because saw a number of trialists make the team, right? Um saw a player like Chana Matthews uh, be picked up kind of late in the preseason process. And she's already, I enjoyed watching her play and her right. coming off the bench in both games. Um, and, and I think what we saw the red stars do, and it's a little bit of a different or maybe not a different approach, but it is a very particular approach, which is that they're trying to find high quality, high value off of uh, waivers, transfers and um, free agents who are still looking for a home. And so I think that is it a little bit of money ball? Maybe. But overall, did it feel like, yes, they lost some irreplaceable pieces, but they were still pretty active in trying to put together some sort of a cohesive midfield again? Yeah, I also think yes. So um, interesting days, I just think. Yeah, I think um, there were some question marks around that big, you know, hole in the middle third, like what's going to happen here. Some of the things they did try to do to address it. Um, they had an international signing with um, Yule Bianchi, uh, who we haven't seen a ton from quite yeah. yet. Maybe that's a question mark for us there. Um, Kari Ricaro um, was a pretty big pickup, I think, for them. Um, perhaps trying to plug in uh, just a veteran NWSL player that you can sort of trust uh, with certain responsibilities um, in that middle third and say, get in there and help us. Mm -hmm. um, so we've definitely seen that already uh, in, in Ricardo and maybe some of these, these early days. Um, but I, I think heading into the buildup to the regular season, we were also mindful about the return of some players as well. Right. We were eager to sort of, talking about check-ins we had a media day and had a pretty lengthy check-in there with some players as uh some of the media that were um asked out to, to talk to some of these players and uh, turner davidson we wanted to to hear from because we're eager to see um how her off season had gone because she was out all of really 2022 with that acl um and we hearing from Petroselli for updates on, on whether it was like a Kayla, Kayla Sharples or, or Casey Kruger. Um, and it was exciting to, to get those updates because it's like, all right, good chunk of these players are really ready to get out there mm -hmm. uh, and finally have some match day minutes. Um, and it was all kind of tied into um, the, the kit release the kit drop so the new foundation kits as well uh those are very very cool uh those are the the new home uh, kits uh 
going to be sporting those alongside the sky uh, skyscraper kits that were dropped um last year and shout out to jackie who was behind the design on yeah. there we love that we were like yes love to see it reaching out um to to locals who are big fans of the team to try to put together a really really cool kit mm-hmm. um and it looks like it was a hit across the the board because that the rest of us were getting a lot of compliments outside of um local praise as well for that um and just like the name behind it right we got to talk to the players about that and sort of ask them um what it means to them because they're referring to it as a foundation kit and with everything that the red stars as a franchise is uh, sort of gone through over the last two seasons two years really uh the players there's a real energy there of wanting to take this next step and just like get on the pitch and play and put together performances um so foundation kit and to this to sort of represent this new era that the club is trying to step into um and maybe we do chat about that a little bit because shout out to everyone joining us live in the chat um see a question in here um from john uh is the team for sale slash moving the team or are they looking for chicagoland owner so so maybe this is good for us to address because it's like we uh believe that folks are aware that there's a sale but maybe they aren't aware that there's maybe necessarily like an update on that and there's yeah. not really like a hundred percent an update there is some reporting out of sportico um that there is attention for a potential sale f- to that's connected to either the ricketts family or the ryan families within the chicagoland area so i guess the short answer to this question is that there's interest there's already a there's uh, sales negotiations that are in an ongoing process and then perhaps now those are getting centered down to um to potential bidders well and and, and nwsl nwsl commissioner jessica berman has been asked about this twice i think i asked at championship weekend um and then i think she was asked again when she did a state she just stated the league call a couple weeks ago and you know speaking about it generally not really getting into specifics but basically the intention is for the red stars to stay in chicago so mm-hmm. unless there is a i think i think they called it like a nuclear option but i don't think yeah. that they anticipate that happening there's interest locally um we've seen evaluations go up significantly we just had our record you know record end of yourself evaluation today right 53 million expansion fee for the bay area mm-hmm. um don't know if that's exactly going to be the same for a sale. Uh, but yeah, I think that this stuff takes time. But yes, uh, ultimately, team is for sale, not intending to move them. They are looking for Chicago land owners. Um, and I think that there is some early interest that that will be able to to happen. Yeah, I think it's just one of those things that you're just sort of going to have in the back of your mind. And when it happens, it happens. And then when it does, we'll chat about it, obviously. Um, And I think in terms of how that affects the players right now, their main focus is trying to put together um, strong performances on the pitch, uh, Mm -hmm. essentially. And that's kind of the energy that we got out out of media day. We got to talk to them about their preseason, you know, the team that had went and opted to spend some time in, in Florida um, instead of participating in that typical Portland spring invitational, something that Chicago had done for the previous, I think five years or so. Um, So a little bit of a change up going into uh, going into this uh, 2023 regular season. And Mm -hmm. so maybe with so many, maybe with so many question marks, Oh, Kristen, we missed you too. Shout out to you. We're, we're happy to be back um, chatting red stars as well. 
Claire and I actually do this all the time off yeah. camera. And then we were like, oh man, <laughs> this you is know no what? chance to be back on a mic. Yeah. We should do this on a mic with the rest of the cool people who also enjoy uh, talking about the Red Star. So yeah, thanks, Kristen. We're, we're, we're happy to be back with, with CHGO as well. Um, but yeah, there definitely was another consecutive offseason where maybe there were even more question marks, right? Going into um, a, uh, a re another regular season for the Red Stars. And, and maybe this is a transition here. Maybe with so many question marks, that's, you're like, man, maybe that's not a sure bet. Maybe that's not a bet I roll with or take into consideration. But if you are the betting kind, uh, you should definitely do that with DraftKings because DraftKings Sportsbook is the official betting partner of CHGO and all city. Uh, you can get in there and make all kinds of fantastic uh, options, uh, whether it's uh, NBA, MLB. Uh, do you like sports? Because chances are you can bet on them and you can do that with uh, DraftKings. So make sure to download the app now and you can sign up with code CHGO. Uh, new customers can bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets instantly. And you can only do that at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA with CHGO. And uh, of course, minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. I've told uh, people, obviously, you and I are not in a position to to bet on the World Cup, but there are a couple countries, these lines, man, some some women's soccer fans might want to take that opportunity to see what they can do with that. Oh, 100 percent. And we'll, yeah. we'll remind folks about it, too, because, uh, you know, there's some Red Stars on here that we have to talk on a, an international mm -hmm. uh, level. But maybe let's uh, maybe let's narrow the lens in a little bit on what the team has accomplished or not accomplished or is in the progress of yeah. in these first two weeks of the regular season. So the NWSL season is back. It's officially in full swing. Two weeks uh, have gone by, kicked off on March 25th. And, uh, you know, folks aren't aware of this. I just want to let them know that, you know, you can watch these games. They're all around on CBS Sports platforms. You can watch them on Paramount Plus. Like, definitely tune in. You can watch highlights on at Just Women's Sports. Because there's a great new partnership with the league and JWS. JWS. Uh, highlights package. Packages. And right. you know what? If you don't have to look, if you don't have 90 minutes to burn, maybe you just need highlights and you go you see some highlights. That's right. Check those or out. you can go to the attacking third YouTube channel and watch some highlights there. Everyone loves a highlight. That's right. Including us. So the Red Stars, though, have some maybe questionable. I <laughs> <laughs> got some good ones. They've got some like some, it's like some good. Yeah, it's we're we're in between. Two two losses. We got to talk about two L's to yeah. open up the season, y'all. Let's just rip off the Band-Aid and get it over with. The Red Stars opened up their season on the road against San Diego Wave FC. It was a little bit of a, a quarterfinals rematch, right? That was kind of the storyline and the narrative leading into it. Um, the United States women's national team had already gone ahead and like packed away two national team camps. Mm -hmm. So players like Alex Morgan or Naomi, Naomi Gurma, Nayer for the Red Stars, Swanson for the Red Stars have already kind of, you know, had some matches uh, to go in building into um, this regular season opener. And this one was a late night kickoff. So we were definitely expecting some kind of chaotic energy, but I don't, I don't know if we anticipated like a three, two scoreline. And I definitely didn't anticipate maybe some of the physicality that we saw along the way. It just sort of felt like, Really, in that first 45, there were some moments of disjointedness because people just kind of kept running into each other very hard. Yeah. 
and I felt bad. Yeah, the Stacey Kruger had to come out of the match in the opening ten minutes. Yeah, it seemed like a little bit slippy, slidey. There was, uh, you know, some some surface stuff going on. Um, but yeah, right. Lost Casey Kruger in the first thirteen minutes. Um, fortunately, she's fine. She played the full ninety the following week. She's back in the U.S. camp. We'll talk about all of that. Really great. But um, yeah, things went kind of strangely, and they kind of had to adjust quickly, right? They had to pull um Aaron Wright out of the midfield and bring on another uh wing back to play for Wright and honestly mostly went fine I do think that that game is the is going to kind of the funny thing is yes no we weren't expecting we're not expecting three two but I watching that game and then also watching the dash game a week later I'm like I don't know this team could end up in a lot of shootouts <laughs> A lot of three twos. It's gonna be, it's gonna be a lot of goals and both goals and um, yeah. So I think that it surprised me. But then after watching it, I was like, oh, this is probably exactly how this is going to be this season. And they're gonna get, they're gonna be on the right end of some of these, and they're gonna be on the wrong end of some of these. It's tough to have those early uh, games when you're on the wrong side of them. I think um, I've said this, I think, in other areas and other other shows or group chats or whatever, right? We're bringing it all on a mic now. But I've always felt that uh, when it comes to these, like, early weeks of, of the regular season, like, there's still definitely those moments of, like, teams who are trying to figure out, like, their team identities yeah. and ironing out tactics. And it's just one, like, it's just an energy of, like, just, just give me four to five weeks and I'm going to be ripped. Yeah. Like, just wait. Yeah. <laughs> like, just wait. And I just sort of feel like um, in these opening two games, there's a little bit of that with mm -hmm. for the Red Stars because just even still focusing on this game against San Diego, the stretches of play that this team had, I thought that showed a lot of promise, even with that really early adjustment that they had to make yeah. for Casey Kruger. We got a very early introduction to Jenna Bike and yeah. her arrival to the Red Stars, another one of these players that we talked about the team went ahead and picked up in the offseason to try to go ahead and bulk up that roster a little bit because it was slim during the offseason um so yeah early introductions to, to some players here um but also i guess like the reintroduction of some knocks right we didn't want to see kruger have to come out as early as she did thankfully it's all all good now it was precautionary it was the right move at the time but uh bsg another one of these players we uh were, we're looking at bianca st george's kind of uh, going into this regular season kind of nursing some things and they don't want to petrosoli has been pretty adamant that they don't want to push anyone too quickly um if they're not fully ready or comfortable uh, to go alluded to that as much when we looked for updates around some of these players mentioned San George's mentioned Kayla Sharpos who's still in her return to play recovery, but are close, right? That's what we're hearing that they're close. Um, but even with these early adjustments and sort of seeing the rotations, really really fun kind of chaotic energy for a game one week and promising uh play throughout it it was a really tough way to kind of drop all of the points and it's literally we're talking a literal uh 90 minute penalty conversion by alex morgan because of a handball call in the box uh off of aaron wright in history right for the red stars they get the first um a VA, a var uh penalty yep. call for a, a handball in the box uh, that was tough too, but we got the introduction of that as well. There's there's VAR in, in the league. Video assistant referee is going to be utilized uh, forever. Really. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it, was fair, it was unfortunately a fair call. I mean, it hit her arm. It was not like Aaron Wright 
you know, if you want to have an issue with that call, you have to have an issue with the handball rule. It, it wasn't yeah. <laughs> whether or not there it happened. There was a lot of argument about it either. Like you just yeah. sort of, they just took it on the chin, I guess. Yeah. It's like, hey, um, tough way to go out. But I think, I think like the positives, I do think the positives are, and this is true for the first two games. I think Chicago looks dangerous on set pieces. I think that yep. that's going to be a strength of theirs this season. Um, obviously they get the opening goal off of a set piece. Um, I think Mallory Swanson's dead ball delivery has only continued to improve. I think when she is there taking their corner kicks, I think that that um, gives them a shot. Like, I just think that that is a good thing to have in your back pocket. Um, there were moments when I thought they moved the ball really well. Um, we saw the debut of Yuki. Well, not the debut. She did it some last year too, but we saw maybe this new permanent role for Yuki Nagasato in the defensive midfield alongside Ricaro. Um, and, I think some of it worked. I do think, and and you we we talked about this off mic as we've talked about many things off mic. But um, the difference this year is there's no Challenge Cup to work this stuff out, and and many teams over the last two years have used the Challenge Cup as an opportunity to work yep. through some of these kinks um, before you're playing for points, playing for points immediately now, which is great. I like that actually. Um, I love that we're just getting right into it, but it does mean for a team like the Red Stars, they're not the only ones, right? We've seen some other teams have the same kind of issues after some upheaval in the offseason. Uh, but it does lead to the the question, I think, Sandra, which is if you're if you're kind of set up, you know, we asked, we asked Chris Petroselli this after the match. He said, you know, the 343 is kind of who they are. They like that packed midfield, they like the wing backs. Part of it is just the strength of their defenders, right? They feel really good about I mean, obviously, right. They, they, um, started with a certain three back. They had to immediately adjust. And, um, there were moments of strength. There was a lot of also defending in isolation and they did give up three goals. Right. So they're still figuring that part out. I wonder it, it could go, it could go two ways. I I'm really curious to see what happens, especially in the context of, you know, the red stars had three, two really last year because Gatra was, was out for much of it, but, they had they had two midfielders who like one of their basic principles is that they don't turn the ball over like that is what Danny Colaprico and Vanessa Di Bernardo did right they they were able to progress the ball without turning it over um, and personnel has changed and I think that there's a, I think it's the right ID to to make Yuki Nagasato one of those players as well I think that that's actually really smart for a number of reasons um, but the rest of it is all just gonna kind of take time and if you have a moment where your wing backs are out of position or just kind of slow to recover pressure on the three back, that's how yeah. you end up kind of with the decision-making um, goals in both of these first two matches. And so I, I, yeah. I have patience. I think you have to have patience with it. I don't think like we can be like, it's a disaster because it's not, but you could see some of the strain, even just the mental strain on, on the defense and with VAR, that is different than last year, right? Um, game one, it was a handball. Game two, it was a foul. And we saw some sort of last ditch, really kind of, you know, um, heroic defending from the three back last year that maybe with the VAR calls, it's not going to, they're not going to have the ability to do that quite as much. So I don't know. I'm, I'm a little bit torn. I'm, I'm interested to see what happens. I think, I think that's the beauty of us, like sort of taking the wait and see approach. And we've got yeah. two games to, to chat about here um, in our return <laughs> to CHGO uh, to evaluate and sort of look at like going from week one to week two, like what are the adjustments that they're trying to make, if any, and 
seeing right away how that's not necessarily going to be um, a major tactical thing. We're still yeah. going to see that three back. It's something that they want to, they clearly bought into last year and they're rolling out with again this year. Now I am curious about, um, you know, whether or not this is a team that's built in a world cup year that we're ever going to see this formation at its strongest, that it's quote right. unquote strongest. Like, are we ever going to see a quote unquote ideal 11 for this red stars team in a season, uh, that, uh, holds a world cup, um, and has multiple internationals who might be in and out. Uh, I think it's pretty, you know, not a hot take to say that someone like Mel Swanson or a Alyssa Nair is likely to crack that final World Cup roster. And maybe there's going to be a significant absence there, even with somebody like Eterna Davison, because I've loved her performances over the course of these last two weeks. And Casey yeah. Kruger is back into the mix as this as well. But I mean, looking even at Canada's national team, they've got a ton of injuries on their, their national side of things. And I would anticipate that if someone like Bianca is, uh, St. George's is healthy, that she's going to go to the world cup yeah because uh, they need bodies like turns out the national canadian national teams also just needs bodies so like i i did have that thought after these first two games i was like okay so this is it this is the package this is the red stars and it's it's evidence like okay the footage is like out so it was interesting to see a houston dash team come into Bridgeview on the start of a lengthy road trip for themselves because they're about to have multiple games on the road. Mm -hmm. Start with going up against the Red Stars and having a game plan and executing that essentially, just sort of hitting them with those overlords and, and, and tasking a really good attacking front line to kind of create some of this uh, – this chaos. Um, and it was cool to, to sort of hear in the post game from Petroselli and Aaron, right? At the time, you know, just sort of say like, this was like not a good game. Like they veered from trying to say that it was poor, but they were not happy with the performance. Yeah, it was, I think a good should like ethos from, from both teams. And I think um, probably a good idea of what the game plan against the red stars is going to be. Um, when you have the formation that Chicago has and, you know, Petroselli was, was very clear about this after the game, they want to hold the ball. They want to do the thing that they did last year where they were able to move the ball through the midfield. That was always when they had their best games and they basically want to make the other team chase and they want to create um, scoring opportunities by just kind of fluid passing through the midfield, utilizing their, their advantage in numbers. Right now, the issue with that is if you don't hold on to the ball, suddenly your advantage in numbers becomes a disadvantage in numbers when the other team moves very quickly. And I think we saw San Diego do this and we saw Houston do this, which is that they're going to move the ball very fast against that three back in, in defensive transition. And we, I mean, we just saw exactly what suddenly that becomes a four against three. And, and that was what we saw with it was, yeah, I mean, very fast. Yeah. Uh, and, and we saw in really good individual moments from like every player, like Tiana Davidson had really good one V ones. Casey Kruger had very strong one V ones. Tana Malazzo was like, <laughs> she was like on the pitch as much as she was like, yeah, she was just like doing everything <laughs> she possibly could. Um, but by the end of the game, they were kind of stressed out. It seemed like, it seemed like yeah. the three back was, and it wasn't, it was, yeah. And it, yeah, it just seemed like they had to work very, very hard. And ultimately, that turned into that that contact. They had two quick VAR calls in the second half, right? One turned out to absolve BSG, yeah. and then the other yeah. one 
turned out to be a penalty against against Milazzo. I was going to say so like in this in this week one matchup there was like maybe the energy of like everyone's amped up everyone's smacking into each other and yeah. there's like a bit of a disjointedness because of that and I was a little curious if in this in this week two uh matchup that maybe you sort of take all of that try to build on it into week two and it left me with the question of it's like if there's these later moments where like you i'm, I'm with you 100 where you're like man that's the, the three in the back they looked a little stressed out and maybe that asks again the lingering question marks of like the four who are supposed to be in front of them right um and i just it goes back to me sort of like mentioning like i don't know if this team is gonna really ever have the opportunity this year to have what's maybe considered an ideal starting 11 but the other side of that coin is like that's kind of true for a lot of teams in the league like it's not a unique scenario for chicago and well, houston's front three is very talented right i mean like yeah. one of the better front threes in in the league i think that we got to see kind of in its full glory the concept of sanchez ordonez and, and salmon all together and i think that they looked ready to go they looked very prepared um in that moment and i think that that made a difference as well um, yeah I, I, we loved that you know you and i are two people who have to kind of keep a, an eye on all of the games and the performances so while we have a special eye for the red stars we're obviously trying to pay attention to other performances as well and kind of like riding through in this first home opener in the press box with you like there were definitely moments where we were like okay houston dash front three good Good. Yeah. 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 And again, just like moving the ball quickly, finding mm -hmm. each other in space. Like the first goal, the first Houston goal was like really nice. It was a really nice goal. Um, and then also we saw Chicago dangerous on set pieces. That's yeah. like the thing. And they, they were dangerous on set pieces the whole game. I do think this game could have ended two, two. I don't think that yeah. it was sort of pre-written that they had to lose this two one. Um, and though I do think it's a little bit concerning how little, Swanson got sort of an open looks in an open play. I think that that was actually a step back from what we saw in the first first game. Um, but they, I mean, they said after the game they just didn't feel like they moved the ball as well as they could have. And I, I think that the conditions were difficult. Both teams were playing in them, and I think that Houston's game plan made a lot of sense. And like you know, props to to Sam Lady for Let's his first win. Look at these pass networks. We've mm -hmm. got Chicago. If you're looking at this, we've got Chicago on the left and Houston on the right. Shout out to Ariel for always providing these beautiful, beautiful images for us. But uh, yeah, look at the middle of that pitch for Chicago, mm -hmm. man. Yeah, it's the isolation is not what you want to see. Yeah. Um, you can see also from Houston just how much they were pushing on the wings. They were really trying to pin the wing backs back. Chicago started Jenna bike at, at right wing back before bringing BSG on, which I thought was interesting. Cause I thought Sarah Griffith did a nice job in the first weekend. Um, and, and they're sort of figuring out those patterns too. Like you've got Sarah Griffith, who I think is incredibly talented, but she like struggled to get on the pitch last year. Seems like she, you know, I don't know what we're going to see more consistently this year. Um, you saw them really push to try to get in behind Aaron Wright uh, successfully. That's why you see, you know, exactly what Caprice Didasco was able to do in this game um, for the dash. I think just the way they were moving the ball on the wings was incredibly effective to get in um, in isolation with the three back. And then what you see from Chicago is just sort of a, they're playing a very high line. They're very aggressive in possession. Um, that was maybe what shocked me. That was the first time seeing kind of what they were doing live. They were, they were shortening the field a lot. Um, 
which again, just it, it's good. It, it works great until you've got like Tierna Davidson completely alone <laughs> against yeah. against an attacker. Um, but yeah, interesting stuff. <laughs> it, it, yeah, it was sort of a it was a good it was a good back and forth. I felt like I felt like I knew both teams better after that one. Yeah, the two again, the the back to back games I think kind of helped us um, prep uh, for this this return. Um, what comes next uh, for the Red Stars? It's a little bit of an inter- international break. Mm-hmm. They will return on April fifteenth. Shout out to Rob in the chat. You said you were just looking for tickets, so check this out. Uh, maybe try Game Time. Um, you can go ahead and take a look at Game Time tickets. It is the hottest new ticketing site that makes it easier than ever to score the best deals on tickets to sporting events, concerts and shows uh if you ever dreamed of sitting in a seat you never thought that you could perhaps center line or courtside if you're in a basketball or behind home plate if you're in a baseball uh you know it's possible with the game time app so they have the biggest last minute price drops and they can be found on the seats that you thought you could never buy so you won't find a better deal this season uh maybe take a look and see if you could get some uh tickets for the red stars or you said you were interested in the fire so maybe check that out as well uh if you love chgo then you're gonna love game time it's the best way to support us as by buying your tickets through the link in the description and you can join over 15 million people who have downloaded the game time app and score the best seats to all of your favorites well, i was gonna say events. you know what you could buy a ticket to is to go see the mexico women's national <laughs> if you didn't get enough of diana ordonez and maria sanchez scoring goals They're coming back <laughs> They're coming right back Uh, i don't even don't even but they didn't even leave the chicago area um Uh, you love it you love it good for them um yeah check it out that's what's that technically is what's next for the red Mm -hmm. stars right there's an international break um there will be some players missing Mm -hmm. and the red stars and the houston dash are the two count them two nwsl teams that will actually play games Mm -hmm. during this international break and maybe we need to talk about that in terms of match load a little bit because we've got what is supposed to be a break here, but they will play against the Mexican women's national team. I believe, what was it on the eighth? On the eighth, um, yeah. And then there is a challenge cup that uh, then there is a regular season return against Kansas city on April the 15th. Mm-hmm. And then there's going to be a, a challenge cup kickoff. I think on the 19th. I don't know. I don't hate it to be honest. I don't think that I think if you're just playing a game a week, I think that that's actually fine. I think that it's probably in Chicago's best interest to, get another yeah. 90 minutes i think that that's play I, the games yeah play the okay. <laughs> do you like rotate right like get some of the new faces in probably you know they're not going to have davidson so get kowalski in there um i don't know who will play keeper it seems like emily boyd is dealing with a knee injury don't know how serious um haven't gotten any sort of a definitive update on that um but yeah, so it's just start working in, start working in your uh, your World Cup, the, the players who are going to be playing for you for during the World Cup, and just see what you can do. It's a freebie, right? And and I think um, I think it's going to be on Univision. I think that's what uh, yeah, either Univision Mexico or yeah. or Day the N. There, the details are a little hazy on me right now, but yeah. it's going to be accessible. Yeah, if you want, if you're not going to the game, you should go. Yeah, if if anybody's but, interested. Yeah, I mean, I love the Mexican women's national team. I think mm-hmm. people should definitely go to the game if they can. Um, but if not, I believe there are going to be some uh, viewing options for you mm-hmm. uh, remotely if you're not able to to take it in person um but that's going to be phase one for chicago red stars during this international break and then they will welcome kansas city currents into bridgeview mm-hmm. um on april the 15th so maybe let's talk a little bit about the opposition um thankfully 
there's some teams that are other teams that are apparently struggling a little bit early in uh, in this season. Oh, John, what up? Uh, are you guys getting new swag like the Cubs slash White Sox tees? I would really like to get something for my daughter for summer leagues. Oh, well, I don't know if you've signed up for a CSU membership, but maybe maybe you should. I know there's some swag in there. We'll we'll talk a little bit of, uh, more about it um, towards the uh, closing out of this this episode, but. Um, Midwest uh, Midwest battle, a little bit of a bro ship going head to head here. Current versus uh, Red Stars. Current also with some struggles, uh, I think, in terms of just having their players adapt to literally everything. Yeah. Um, players maybe not 100% comfortable with some of the tactical things that their head coaches, their coaching staff is presenting them um, and missing a ton of players as well. Maybe this is a team that is looking at this international break with a little bit of a breath of fresh air. Yeah. Um, because they could really use some extra time for some really key players to try to make a comeback. Yeah. I, sorry. I was just looking, I was just looking up cause there was that question about uh, the Mexico game and broadcast. The next two are W games will be broadcast nationally on the Univision family of networks. And that's what we've got so far. So Watch um, just stay tuned. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. look, look out for it on, on Univision, Josh. Um, uh, let's, uh, maybe, oh gosh, what do we see? What do we see from the current in the first two weeks? I, I said, I said maybe like their players aren't looking as confident, um, in some of the, the tactical well, they've changed. Yeah. They've yeah. changed formations, which yeah. is interesting. Um, and might change back depending on who they have available. Uh, might see the return of Vanessa DiBernardo, um, to the pitch. I don't know. Um, Morgan Gatra, I think, is, uh, I think, still dealing with that same calf issue that she had last year, which you hate to see. Um, want yeah. that player healthy? Um, yeah, I. That could be interesting. It's two teams kind of figuring themselves out. Um, I think that you would have probably the opportunity for some individual, some individual like fireworks. So I think that you know this is the kind of game that you would think Mal Swanson would be able to take over. They also have some issues with their defense. Um, Kind of thing a striker could could really pounce on. Uh, I don't know. I'm like again. I'm just like expecting more goals. I think it's gonna be like yeah, same. more goals. Yeah, and I think like on Kansas City's end too. They're like, damn man, we need to like score some goals. Like yeah. But I think you know, obviously the absence of uh, of Kristen Hamilton has really kind of bit them. I think mm-hmm. a little bit. Really, really dynamic player. Yeah. Um. Uh. CC Kaiser is another good player, but I think she's a little bit better when she's got Kristen Hamilton. Um, yeah. Alongside her, so we'll uh, we'll see. Is this gonna be a window of time where Kansas City makes a return to? Chicago, they are somehow stronger than they were in their first two weeks. IDK, um, some interesting battles between these two teams last year. Um, yeah. I think we had like a couple draws at one point. I think Chicago also got like a win um, over them as well. I'm a little hazy on that. Everything's a blur at this point in 2022. But uh, I, I'm a little just just curious about how I think who's going to be available for both sides of the pitch in this game after after an international window like yeah. who's, who's going to be ready to go who's going to be on a minute restriction what that's going to look like and is that going is all of that stuff going to mean that maybe there's room for another early season kind of disjointed game or mistakes right the the, the oops goal that happens too early or right. right out of a halftime period or or something like that because some of the goals that Kansas City has conceded 
seated. If you're looking at, it, you're kind of like, wait a minute, some of these are some real oopsies. Mm-hmm. Um, and even I think you can make a maybe similar argument for the Red Stars. I think at this point, um, in their early phase uh, of the season, I think I'm also gonna. Be excited to to possibly see the continuity of rookies for both sides of the pitch. I mean, we haven't really touched on Penelope Hawking earning two consecutive starts, uh, I think, for the Red Stars um, this opening two weeks. And then for Kansas City, I mean, they've got Michelle Cooper who's doing some cool things for them as well. Yeah, I, I mean, I've liked what I've seen from Hawking so far. I think it does feel a little bit like she's getting her feet wet, um, which you see a lot with rookies. And I think you've seen this a little bit with Cooper too, which is, um, very active, very, very active, trying to get into spaces, trying to move off the ball, trying to facilitate teammates, but maybe not quite having the shot select the professional level shot selection yet, just quite yet, you know, yeah. um, or, or feeling quite as confident with the ball at her feet. Um, but that'll come. Like, I, I, I think that I didn't watch Hawking and think, oh, they're really reaching for this. And same with Cooper. Cooper's another one where I think she's, she's very active. She's dangerous. She got some good separation on the wing needs to i think hone in on shot selection a little bit but that comes with time and that comes with minutes so i mean we saw like you know it's like you know how Jaden shaw like loves to score on the red stars like it would be really what if this is like michelle cooper's beginning of her her reign of terror against the chicago red stars Oh my, yeah, she's shooting, shoot or shoot. Uh, yeah. Michelle Cooper. Uh, Eventually, so, one of them's going to go in. Yeah, and- Michelle Cooper's letting us know real early. Yeah, she wants to get on the ball and get a shot off. Um, so yes, who will be available in net and who will be available, yeah. um, on the back line? I think for the Red Stars for sure. Um, I uh, I love being back and talking about all things Chicago Red Stars with you, buddy. This is uh, this has yeah. been dope. I have loved seeing folks apparently happy to see our return it's been nice to see yeah um, just so everybody knows you know it's probably not it's not going to be weekly we're just going to do this a couple times a month do like a red stars check-in um you know chat chat through chat chat through a couple couple games uh every time um and yeah, yeah let's keep this keep this going we've meant uh, dropped some little nuggets throughout this episode and how we have our eyes in all places and mm-hmm. i've mentioned how this is a world cup year and that is something else that uh, we also have our eyes on and um claire and i are all over the place uh with our respective outlets and while we're keeping an eye on nwsl there's also inter- those international windows that we're mentioning and eventually a world cup uh that we're going to have a focal point on as well so we're happy to be back in this but but uh, maybe not going to be as uh, uh, reoccurring as they were uh, in the previous season where we kind of went week to week. Um, but quality, we like, quality, not quantity. It's about know? it's about yeah. the level of content that you're getting. And, uh, you know, it, it's helpful to sort of have a moment or two to just sort of resonate and let things marinate. Right. It, it was great to have a couple of weeks to go mm-hmm. off of instead of saying, like, I don't know what this means. It feels bad. But yep. guess what? When you have a little bit of time with it, it doesn't feel as bad. That's right. Doesn't feel that, bad. that, there you go. That's, that's Red Stars 2023. If you spend a little time with it, doesn't feel, doesn't feel as bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, nah, they're going to be okay. They're going to be okay. That's they're going to get dubbed. That's us. We're, we're here yeah. for you. Uh, so make sure you, you stick around. Make sure you're subscribed. Make sure you tuned in um, and have all your notifications on for, mm-hmm. uh, you know, me and Claire whenever we're ready to hop on here and give you an update and a check in about the Red Stars. And, you know, a really, really good way to make sure that you go ahead and, and support what we're doing here uh, is, you know, sign 
sign up to be a diehard. You know, CHEO uh, membership is one of the best ways to go ahead and uh, support the work that's being done around here. Go ahead and sign up for a diehard membership. You get access to podcasts and live shows on every single Chicago sports team that exists out there. Uh, there are post-game shows that you can get access to. There's all kinds of premium written content for members at allchgo.com. And of course, there's dope merchandise for you to go ahead and take a look at. So you get a free shirt whenever you sign up to become a member. And CHGO Red Stars also has a very, very cool shirt. And we've seen a couple of them at times at game days. And we right. really, really appreciate that. Whenever we see someone walking around with it, we're like, yes, that's mm-hmm. what's up. We appreciate that so much. So free shirt when you become a member. And you also get access to the members only Discord, the CHGO Lounge. So sign up when you get a chance. And Claire and I are going to be back in a couple of weeks. A couple weeks. And we'll see you then. And we'll talk all about the Red Stars. And hopefully we get a couple dubs to chat about with everyone. Be well, take care, and we'll be back.